This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Last week, the Unicode Consortium released 72 new emoji that people could use in their texts or email conversations, including various emotional responses, foods, and animals. We joked about the fact that bacon was one of them and made us really happy. The emoji has become an important way to express oneself, and it is increasing the amount of non-face-to-face contact we are having. It's a way, a fun way for many people to express themselves. I personally don't use it a lot, but as I said before we went in the in this interview, my oldest daughter, who's 10, does. Still more and more communication is including emoji for a variety of reasons, and it gives tech companies more influence in many cases over us. To take a look at this higher level of creativity, we're joined here in the studio by our friend Americus Reed, Wharton marketing professor. And then joining us on the phone, Luke Stark, who's a media historian who looks at digital communication and psychology. And also the University of Maryland's Jen Goldbeck, who's the director of the Social Intelligence Lab at that school. Americus, great to see you again. Thank you, sir, for having me. Thank Pleasure you. to be here. Great to have you. Luke, Jen, great to have you on the phone with us. Thanks. Great to be here, too. Thanks. Thank you. Luke, just get into the, the importance that, that the emojis have really brought to a lot of these, these companies these days. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think this is going to be something that uh, you're going to see even more of in the next five to ten years. Um, there's a, a real interest in collecting uh, emotional data uh, by, uh, by companies from their users across all sorts of social media platforms, Facebook being you know, one of them. And uh, I think you're going to see uh, lots of new ways to get these these symbols um, into online expression. In some respects, this this does seem like a generational thing. I mean, obviously, if you're probably 30 and under, you you probably use emojis a lot more than the people that are 30 and older. Older, but the older generations, I, you know, I use it with my oldest daughter, but that's about it. But the old some of the older generations are starting to adopt this a little bit more. For sure, um, you know, and I, I think uh, you know you'll you'll remember uh, that famous smiley face button from the 1970s. I, I think you can you can trace a, a pretty direct line from that that graphic to uh, these digital smiley faces. So it, sh- it shouldn't be so so unfamiliar to, to some of the, your older listeners. Uh, just think of, think of that have a nice day button. It's kind of that, but extended <laughs> out into the, the world of smartphones. Jen, this is interesting that, that that this becomes such an important business element to a lot of companies out there that that are kind of in that tech realm. Yeah, it's interesting because you know, on one hand, emojis are great for you know anyone, people, and businesses because they allow you to kind of put some emotion and whimsy and also clarification into text that can otherwise be a little ambiguous. So if you put a, a laughing face or smiley face after some text. Uh, it can really convey an emotion that might otherwise be a little bit vague. Um, And, of course, it's whimsical and kind of funny and wonderful. And when companies do it well, it's great, and it's a way to kind of connect, especially on social media where people want to feel like they're having a personal connection. Uh, On the other hand, when they do it wrong, it's just kind of embarrassing and cringeworthy, especially if you're a person like me and your 10-year-old who uses emojis all the time. Uh, If you get someone who's not really well-versed in that space managing your social media and using them poorly, uh, they can, you know, get you some ridicule. How How often are they not being used 
properly in your mind? You know, I think the clearest example of this was the Hillary Clinton campaign probably a year ago um, sent out a tweet that said, uh, explain your so, your um, student loan debt to us in three emojis or less. Uh, <laughs> so they weren't actually using them there, but they were kind of calling for them. And it just felt like this kind of terrible, fake way of trying to connect with the young people uh, that really, you know, got her in trouble. Um, you know, she got a, all of the responses were kind of uh, ridiculing emojis there. Uh, you know, I think if you're sticking to kind of the smiley face ones, businesses tend to do it okay. Um, you know, the real risk comes from mixed meaning, and there's studies out there that show uh, a, a very large percentage of people have different interpretations of what's conveyed by emojis. I know I had this problem. There's one with these, like, three green cylinders that, of different heights that have this kind of almond-shaped yellow thing at the top yeah. um, and some dirt at the bottom. And I always thought it was like a zombie hand coming out of the ground. And it's actually this like <laughs> Japanese ornamental celebratory plant. So I was using it every time I was talking about zombies. And, you know, I don't think I offended anybody there, but I've seen it used a bunch of times and lots of people agreed with me. And so if you're a business, um, you know, marketing your latest zombie movie and you're putting Japanese celebratory plants in there, uh, you know, you can be conveying a message that might offend some people or just may- make you look clueless. Luke, uh, if I could just really quickly, quickly yep. jump in there, yeah, I was just going to say that that part of the joy of using emojis is not just their whimsy, but because uh, that they they do have these different allusions to different people. So, so one of the, one of the nice things about it is I, you know, I'll use a certain sort of emoji with my friends uh, in a very different way that I would maybe with my partner, or maybe with my mother if my mother had a cell phone. Um, so, so I think some of that is is uh, it's a good uh, feature of this form of communication, but it does make it difficult for businesses to to get it right. Yeah, it's interesting. This is America. Quick question. So is there a is there a standardized emoji dictionary that you can go to and like have very clear understanding of what these things mean across contexts and things like that? So there are certainly dictionaries online um, that will give you all the emojis. You can copy and paste them and it tells you what they are, which is how I was trying to search for the zombie hand emoji and couldn't find it. And that's how I figured out what this thing was. Uh, but there's a lot of them to go through, right? So you want to make sure, if you're a business, that you've really read that and, and understand uh, what it is that you're tweeting. But I don't think that gets to the interpretation issue. Luke? The, the interpretation issue is, is, is more to do with fonts. Uh, you know, so, so Apple uh, has, uh, you know, I mean, emojis are just, are just characters. So uh, just like any, just like any, any, uh, any font, you know, Apple has one emoji font, Android has another emoji font, and so a lot of the, the miscommunication there comes uh, comes through different fonts for different different emojis, uh, and some of them do look quite different. Some of them, you know, you can have, have vastly you know, different interpretations of that of that zombie plant, uh, you know. And so it's, it's hard to tell what it is. So, what are some examples of some really excellent uses of emojis in business, and and what does the research say or, or data that you have seen that shows what that actually does for the company? Does it just simply signal? that you're in the know and you can kind of talk to a younger audience, or does that actually matter in how people, you know, react to the brand, the company, the organization? So I personally um, I have seen... Oh, go ahead, Luke. No, 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 go ahead. 
I was going to say, I've seen it used well um, by actually a range of surprising organizations. I think the one that people have talked about the most um, is Domino's, where you can tweet them the pizza emoji. Uh, you know, you yeah. link your account to your phone, you tweet the pizza emoji, you order it. I think that's just a beautiful use of emojis because it's fun and it's funny. At the same time, it lets you do an actual task. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I order Domino's pizza pretty regularly, and, uh, and I have that preset order. So if I go to the website, it's like I click two buttons. Um, I've used the pizza emoji to tweet at them or message them. So I think, you know, that's a, a great use. Um, but NPR, for example, does a really good job using emojis. Uh, whoever they have doing their social media on Twitter um, is clearly someone who uses them a lot. And they use them in the right way. So they did a story, I think, about, like, how certain... Um, biomes that come out in your poop can re- indicate your health, and they use the smiling poop <laughs> oh, emoji, wow. um, which I didn't think any business could effectively use, but it was like they didn't have to say it then. They just used it in their tweets. Um, and it was just kind of, it's clearly someone who's really savvy with social media, who knows how to use them, doing it on a kind of whimsical, funny story. They're not using them on the really serious ones. Um, and, and so we've, I'm actually surprised that a lot of, especially public media organizations who I've seen, um, who've brought in, I think, some younger people who are doing a really good job with it. Just thinking of another way that, that this could possibly work, uh, Jen, uh, playing off of what you said with Domino's, uh, I, I could realistically see with the, the move that grocery stores are, are making for online ordering that you could do emoji ordering. Hmm. I mean, I mean, certainly we got, we got enough emojis out there. The new ones had <laughs> bacon, yes. eggs, bread. There you go. You know, I mean, you could pr- pretty much pick up your order by sending emojis <laughs> to the grocery store, right? That's right. There's lots of fruits and we're getting a new pancake emoji, I think. So you could definitely order breakfast. Very interesting. Nope, but, that's right. But Luke, I, I mean, it does seem though that 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 at some point maybe we're going a little too far with this. A, a, am I right about that? Well, I think. Uh, I mean, I think you know, you're never going to be able to to order everything through emoji. I mean, there's just you just have too many characters. I think. Um, but just, but just having, of, but just having so many of these things. I mean, it seems like you know a, a lot of our conversation now is in emoji rather than than face to face, and and I think we lose something in terms of not having that face to face conversation. We, we we definitely do. I think um, I think a lot of the 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 kind of the kind of uh, diversity of conversations on social media are now happening through things that aren't emoji. You know, they're having through. These little animated, uh, animated uh, GIF uh, keyboard uh, devices, or other other kind of more um, pop culture savvy technologies that are that are now actually in some cases replacing emojis. So you know, emoji are now just kind of hitting the hitting the mainstream. But uh, I think uh, in, in terms of the cutting edge of, of where emotion is happening, uh, emotional expression is happening online. They're, they're actually a little bit um, you know passe. Um, I was just going to just qu- really quickly to jump on, on Jennifer's point about emoji done well. I actually think um, I've seen a lot of uh, emoji done poorly. Uh, Chevrolet has a campaign for, for right now uh, for, for some car or another that has sort of just tapped emoji on to the to the posters. And I I kind of think that you know I, I agree with Jennifer that if, if they're used well in a social media context, it can be a really effective uh, marketing tool, but I think if you're just going to stick them on something, it, it, it kind of falls flat. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, convey the whole context of, of, of you know, what those symbols can convey. 
I don't know if there was a, you know, with the new emojis that came out, uh, what, last week or the week before that, I don't know if there was a, a little bit of a social conscience with, within the development of these emojis. But the the one which actually has been brought up a couple of times that they thought about putting in and they didn't was a rifle. And obviously right. this was around the timing of the Orlando shooting. And, and certainly, you know, th- that's something that probably it, it was a better idea that they did not include that, Luke. That's probably true. Although, I mean, they've they've got a handgun and they've got all sorts of other weaponry in there, so right. so they they might want to take those out. But um, no, I think I think you raise a good point, which is that uh, you know that uh, tech companies um, like Apple, uh, like Facebook, and like the ones who are part of this consortium, the Unico consortium, you know, they have a big impact on the, the ways in which we can express ourselves online. And so, you know, when 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 they make a decision like that. Um, probably this was the right decision, especially given given current events. But it definitely makes you think about, you know, how much impact those companies have on on the symbols we use to express ourselves. On the phone with us, Luke Stark, media historian who looks at digital communication and psychology. Jen Goldbeck from the University of Maryland, and here in the studio, Wharton uh, marketing professor Americus Reed. We're talking about the importance of emojis. Your comments are welcome at eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Not only just the importance of emojis, but even in the realm of business, your comments are welcome at eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. I mean, Luke, the idea is to, is to be kind of quirky and funny and and I guess the level of seriousness is is a little bit lower than than a lot of conversations uh, from what I read in one article I guess there's going to be an app now coming out that will react to the words that you put in a text message to somebody and it will read certain words and say hey you could emoji this word more so than just putting it a text I mean that's I guess the next level of development in this yeah, it, it sure is, and and in fact, uh, those uh, some of those technologies have been be, have been used by um, East Asian messaging services like uh, Line. I don't know if any of your listeners use Line; it's a very popular um, messaging service in in Japan and Korea, and and they've been doing that for a few years now. So that's um, that's hmm. that's you know well underway. Jen, that's why I I wondered whether or not we were we were going a little bit too far with this mm-hmm. because now it's seemingly that that businesses are continually looking for new ways to kind of monopolize on this. Yeah, you know, I think that technology, which is something that Apple was debuting, um, that you can tap the word basketball or pizza and replace it with an emoji, kind of highlights the risks that come with the corporatization of emojis. And like Luke was just saying, animated GIFs, which are kind of the more expressive counterpart of this that we also see a lot of. Um, You stated it exactly right, that the point is kind of to be quirky and also to show your creativity. Um, And if it's corporatized or automated, you lose that. Um, And I think, you know, if we go back to the gifts that Luke brought up, because I think that's an important um, element of this conversation, part of the joy of putting an animated GIF as a response to something is kind of showing how creative you can be. So I've mentioned, I think, on the show a bunch of times that I'm a hockey fan. I follow this great blog and Twitter account called Russian Machine Never Breaks, which is uh, for Capitals hockey fans. And they'll ask during playoff games, how do you feel right now? And everybody responds with these different animated GIFs and emojis to show how nervous they are. But if you're pulling from, like, Twitter's preloaded library of animated GIFs, you're not being very creative, right? If you're using some corporately engineered emoji, you're not really being that creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly if you just type the word nervous and Apple replaces it with the nervous emoji, um, you're not really participating in the kind of creative 
part of that, which is why we like to use these. And so I think that you're right. We can kind of carry it too far. Now, there's certainly places where it'll be useful, especially if you're in a character-limited environment, where you may want to be replacing with emojis just for brevity's sake. Uh, But I think that it doesn't really embrace the spirit of why people love emojis and the animated GIFs so much. Well, it's very interesting that you mentioned that, Jen. I am, a, uh, of course, a uh, digital immigrant, so none of this <laughs> makes any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but I, I do wonder to what extent... The, like, what, this seems to me like a one-trick pony. Uh, what's, how? I mean, once you kind of get through, okay, we can be kind of whimsical, and maybe there's different ways. You know, There's only so many iterations that you can come up with You know, interesting ways to... You know, show up. I don't know. I don't know. There's some. There, there's some. I don't know. I'll, I'll put the word creative in air creative. quotes out yes, there. There's yes. some creative minds out there. Yes, I'm very afraid to, uh, to you know, to try this because I'm you know I'm often terrified that I might experience premature emojification. But um, um, so now I'm just wondering, you know, like what is this? I mean, what's next with this? I mean, will this just be because you know Luke was saying, hey, look, look for this for the next five to ten years, and I I just can't imagine why this is interesting to people. I mean, and of course I'm not in this target market, but I guess I just want to understand, like, what's the next phase of this? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I think that's a great point. So I think, uh, you know, you're right in a sense that there's only so much you can do with emojis, right? And and people, you know, I have a good time, like, finding creative ways to use emojis to try to convey some meaning and make a little puzzle out of it. But there's only so much, and there's a limited number of those. And even as we get more, there's only so much you can do. So I think the animated GIFs are one part of this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, their animated gifts have been around since the beginning of the web, and they used to give you, like, spinning beach balls and, mm-hmm. like, cheesy stuff from the 90s web. But now, because the bandwidth is higher, we can make these bigger ones, so you get excerpts from videos and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a website that will let you find any clip of any Simpsons episode ever and wow. extract it out into an animated <sighs> gift. So... Um, you know, in the 90s, you know, I was in under, uh, high school, I guess, we used to have these conversations where it's like, remember that Simpsons episode where they did that? Like, now you can react that way with the gif of the actual scene that you're thinking of. Um, so it gives you this much bigger space where you can take, you know, sections from TV shows or movies, um, celebrities saying things, cartoons. Mm-hmm. And, and come back with a response. So it opens up well beyond what you get in these Unicode emoji characters to, you know, find a clever response. Well, if you're going to do one for The Simpsons, then I'm guessing people are probably thinking about doing one for Seinfeld as well, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there should definitely be a website that will let you do that if there isn't already. What? And, and look, you know, sorry, just really quickly. The, um, you know, people are always going to want to communicate, right? I mean, this is, this is the whole point of social media. Uh, yeah. Part of the part of the genesis of emoji in the first place was was actually about character limits. It was it was Japanese telecom companies giving their customers, uh, young people who didn't have a lot of money for their phone bills, a way to communicate more efficiently via pager. So you you know you find yeah. pager, you got, you got a few little symbols. Um, so so I think anything you know anything that that uh, lets folks communicate uh, you know their emotions and other things socially is mm-hmm. going to be you know is going to do it. Well, Jen, let me ask you this, and, and this it comes from, from my end of being somebody on the outside looking in. In terms of when you're writing a text to somebody and you put an emoji in there, what does that save you in terms of the characters within that text? I mean, seriously, I, I'd be very interested to know that. 
So, you know, on, on a text message, um, but I was thinking, you know, especially on Twitter where you have 140 characters, yeah. if you do replace the word basketball, which has, what, 10 characters, 9 characters, yeah. with an actual basketball emoji, you're getting yourself quite a bit of Twitter real estate in that space, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think in text messages where you're not limited in the number of characters you can use, um, you do get more kind of adding on um, emotions or other cues. So, you know, if I'm texting my nieces or my husband, I'll put little heart emojis in there all the time. Um, but, you know, on Twitter, one emoji counts as one character, yeah. uh, which can mm-hmm. replace much bigger words. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on um, uh, celebrities and the branding of celebrities through emojis? I was reading uh, somewhere online earlier today that apparently Kim Kardashian has an entire series of Kimojis uh, that allow her fans to, for example, apparently these are little characters, I guess, that have various uh, physical attributes. <laughs> I wish you guys <laughs> could see Dan in the studio parts. right now. Uh, but <laughs> physical attributes and, you know, and her, you know, her fans, she's got lots of Twitter fans and all of that. And so is there, what, what are your thoughts on that sort of component of all this? Yeah, um, she is one of a handful of celebrities. I don't know. I mean, you know, on one hand, like Kim Kardashian certainly is of social media, right? Mm -hmm. And so if anyone is going to have their own emojis and use them, (laughs) um, she's going to be right part of that culture. I, you know, I certainly wouldn't use it. Um, you know, I'm not a, a fan of the Kardashian media empire. Um, you know, I can see it working. On the other hand, like, is that a generalizable business model? I don't know. I think, uh, you know, she works because her brand, her mm-hmm. kind of pers- whole persona is social media. Mm-hmm. And if you were to get, you know, a media company, whether it's, you know, Disney or whoever coming along, certainly people would use it. Um, but you're going to run into a risk of feeling very corporate mm-hmm. in an environment that's designed to feel very personal and authentic. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of risky. Well, what would an, an investment be for, I mean, not that it would, I mean, it's probably like pocket change for, you know, for Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. But, but what would an investment be, Jen, in, in making your own set of emojis? Oh, you know, it can be really huge depending on what you want to do. I think the way that we really see this going, as opposed to download this app, you get my whole set of emojis. The way I think we're seeing that, how businesses are going to use it, is something that Twitter is doing now, I think, in a really nice way, um, where they're allowing custom emojis to go with brands, so you can temporarily see this. Um, The Walking Dead has this. Ghostbusters just had one, where Mm -hmm. if you would type... You know, like the hashtag Ghostbusters, this was up a couple of weeks ago, you'd get their little, um, you know, ghost with the slashy through uh-huh. it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. emoji showing up next to that, which I just thought was brilliant. Game of Thrones has this. A lot of shows have it. Um, and you get it for the Copa America. They have sure, yeah. an emoji in there now. Um, and I think that's a really nice way that, you know, people who are already tweeting about the organizations or shows or whatever – they want to talk about it anyway, so getting a little icon to come up alongside it you know, makes your tweet a little bit prettier, um, and that's a nice way for companies to engage where they get that one great emoji in there um, for people who want to use it so it doesn't feel over-corporatized or like yeah. it's being forced on you, um, and it's much lighter weight. So I suspect that's the way we're going to see this going. Well, Luke, about 30 seconds left. Will, will we see more corporations come out? I mean, like, will we see in a McDonald's emoji with the arches coming out in the near future or, you know, pick your company out there? I mean, I think I think uh, you just might. I think one place you're also going to see it is uh, on uh, uh, an app like Snapchat, 
where companies are already giving you filters so you can, uh, you know, make your face into a dog or some other some other kind of emoji-like form. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Great to have you both on the show. Thanks very much, Jen. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Thank you very much. You got it. Wow. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like me. I mean, yes, you know, yes. we're relatively close in age. Yes, and like, we are. We're, we're, we're not. Baffled. We're definitely not in this realm of emojification. Yes, we but, like to but, talk to people. But I, I, I do appreciate your sense of humor with your premature yes. emojification. Greatly appreciate that. Thanks, Marcus. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 